Welcome to the Confident Feminine Body Podcast, a place of healing and transformation in your relationship with your body, food, and fitness. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury. I'm an intuitive healer and coach and founder of our Confident Feminine Body Program, where I help women build their self-worth from the inside out, free their voice, and love the sexy skin they're in without diets, deprivation, and self-sacrifice. Think of this podcast as your empowering and fun self-love guide, where you'll get real-time advice and tangible tools as we navigate this body and food freedom journey together. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to be here with Janelle in a How She Did It interview with her. She recently graduated from my 12-week Confident Feminine Body Program, and I'm so excited for her to share a little bit of her story and journey and experience with you today. And our purpose is really that it will serve you, that you will feel like you're not alone in your journey, and to also learn more about our Confident Feminine Body Program. I'm really excited for you guys to hear Janelle's story and kind of the aha moment she had in working with me in the program, and I'm just so excited to be here. So Janelle, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) so Janelle can you share with everyone before you came into the program kind of what you were struggling with and kind of where you were at um well right before I started the program we were just kind of getting out of quarantine so that was not a pretty look for me and a lot of people I know um I had gained a lot of weight in quarantine picked up a lot of really bad habits and just um needed a little bit more direction uh, I had always struggled with having, you know, body issues and confidence issues around that. And um, I don't know. I just was like, I need a clean slate <laughs> after all this quarantine craziness. So I was ready to just get back on track. Yeah. And I remember when we were first talking to, there was just a sense that you felt a little bit like you had lost yourself in it. You know, that, that of course, you know, as you said, we were in COVID, everyone was feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And a lot of us kind of got into habits or patterns that weren't really serving us. And I remember you were kind of at this place where you were like, okay, I've been in this place and I'm ready to get out of it. Like I want to feel good in my body. I want to have energy again, you know, and have more confidence. Right. Exactly. Like kind of probably, you know, a month and a half into quarantine, I was like, all right, enough of this craziness. And I had kind of started to get myself back on track, but I just um, didn't really have much routine Uh, I had lost my job, so I just didn't have to get up and do anything. (laughs) And so I don't know. I, yeah, I just need a little bit more structure. And I thought that this program would help with that. Yeah, totally. So tell me, tell me about why you decided to join, you know, what, what, what was it about it that kind of compelled you to join? Um, You know, I, I thought that I would maybe lose some weight, um, but I do think that uh, the thing that got me the most was that you were going to be digging deep into why you were falling into negative patterns or, um, you know, why you just didn't, you know, why you couldn't seem to follow through with things. And, um, and the program, it really, it said you probably have more confidence and I'm like, definitely want that. Who doesn't want that? Oh, I'd love my body more. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I checked all my boxes. Yeah, totally. Totally. I love it. Um, so, Let's talk about, um, let's first kind of talk about some, what, what your inner critic was like before the program. So I know that, that working through the healing, you know, some of the wounds around the inner critic and really what we do in the program is, 
it's not that we're trying to get rid of your inner critic because that would not be possible, right? Like the inner critic is there to protect us, keep us safe. It's a part of who we are. But before you came into the program, can you share with us and kind of what one of the things that we worked through together in sort of healing that relationship and almost befriending your inner critic or getting to know her in a different way? Yeah, I would have to say that my inner critic um, was and is still kind of loud, but I'm, I'm like, calm down. Um, I don't know. I just, I would, I don't know. I felt like um, a lot of my thoughts were, con- you know, taken up. A lot of the space in my head was taken up by negative thoughts, you know, about myself, what I should be doing, what I should look like. Um, you know, you suck. I don't know why I can't just lose this weight already. All these types of things. And, um, and kind of what I l- learned in the program was to recognize it I actually and I now I recognize how often I was doing it and I'm like oh my god um no wonder people were like stop talking so bad about yourself because I would do it all the time and I don't think it's something I I noticed it was just an automatic thing so I'm able to kind of catch that more now and learn like what situations I tend to do that most in and how to kind of pull it back when that is happening so yeah so will you share with us one one of the wins that you shared with me is that before, and we can kind of talk about food in this way, right? Like before when you would kind of, um, you would, you know, binge or you would eat past fullness and then your inner critic would just go crazy beating yourself up. And then you kind of had that mentality of, well, screw this. Like everything I've been working on is like out the window. And then you would share that that would last for weeks and weeks. And then when we connected kind of at the end, you shared a huge win about how that has shifted for you. So can you share, share with our audience about that? Yeah. Uh, I would have to say, I usually don't go past two weeks in a diet. <laughs> I'm not successful. Uh, and I think it's because, you know, I, I learned that I strive for perfectionism. And if I'm not, if I'm not hitting everything the right way, if I'm not working out exactly an hour and a half a day and eating exactly 1400 calories a day, then I'm failing. So I tend to, when I do kind of fail on those levels, I just kind of go off the rails and I just stop going. I don't go to the gym anymore or I just say, screw it. I'll just eat like four pieces of cake instead of one or two. Um, so I just kind of learned to have this, I don't know. It's not like a give up mentality. I think it's the, it's like the all or nothing. It's like, it's it's like black and white. It's like, it's the, everything is like duality of things. It's just like, it's either all of this or all of this, right? It's like the extreme. Yeah. It's this extreme. And so one thing that you did talk about was, uh, what did I write? I, I said, uh, you don't have to strive for perfectionism to strive for consistency. So I learned, you know, okay, even if I really didn't want to go to the gym, I would end up still going. I would make myself at least go and try, you know, do something and find out that I'd end up being there longer because I'm already there and I'm in the mode versus just not going at all because I just didn't think I'd do a good job that day. Right. So you, so what, what I'm hearing you say is kind of in the past, you kind of have these like super high strict rules and regulations around this is healthy. This is like, you know, if I eat this many calories, if I, if I work out this many days and you had this like super high bar of like what do, and then if you fell short of any of that, you would just feel so much shame and guilt and you would kind of beat yourself up and then it would cause this cycle of inconsistency for you. And so what I got to witness with you in the program is, I mean, I think one of the things that you shared at the end with me, that was like, that really blew my mind. And I want to celebrate this is that you had shared that in the past, you know, you, you would like go off the rails for a few weeks and just like give up on everything. And you had shared that now a thought like the inner critic when yes, the inner critic's still there, it's always going to be there, right? We're not trying to get rid of it at all, but you shared that you can now identify it 
and really be aware of it, right? Like that is kind of the first step. And then what you shared with me that I want to celebrate is that you now are able to not just like fall off the wagon. Like maybe you're beating yourself up for an hour, but then you can quickly shift out of it and be like, okay, just because I feel off today is not going to impact the next two weeks of my life. I can, I can start again tomorrow. And, and that, I, I feel like that was just the most, that was the biggest win ever. One, it's so stupid because if you're mad at yourself for eating a bag of chips, then, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to not go to the gym at all or to not do any sort of movement at all. It's like, yes, eat a bag of chips and just keep sitting there. Like that's not going to get you where you want to go. So <laughs> at least go do something. Um, right. Yeah. I don't, it's, the all or nothing was very big with me. Yeah. Yeah. So part of it was just, I think the other big piece is just giving yourself so much self-compassion too. Right. Because yeah, I mean, it's not in that example you just gave, it's not just about the bag of chips. It's about the other 20 decisions that you made leading up to the bag of chips. And then you just are like, screw all this, you know? So it's, it's part of what we do is like getting to the root of what, what is causing that like shame failure cycle. Right. And I know with you, a lot of the work that we did was, you know, you, I know that there was a big like external focus for you and wanting to, you know, you know, feel good, feel sexy, feel great in your skin, which of course we all want to feel that way, but really coming back into like the inner work of building that sense of confidence and self-worth from the inside out. So that way, when you do have a bad day or when you do feel like life has gotten crazy and you're feeling burned out, you can kind of recover and rebuild so much quicker than when you're kind of in that like negative spiral. Totally. Um, yeah, (laughs) it just seems silly now because I don't know why I would just let it go for so long. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's silly at all. I think a lot of people listening and watching can relate to that story of just like, I think as women, we, we have, we're supposed to have it all right. We're supposed to like look beautiful and have the clean house and have the successful career and have the excellent partner and have like, there's so much pressure on us to perform right in this way. And if we don't look like we have it all together, you know, it's a big, it's a big issue, right? So there's a lot of societal pressure at play. So part of it is really learning how to, that's where the the self-compassion I think comes in is really acknowledging like, this is a societal issue that we as women are conditioned to prioritize everyone else's wants, needs, and desires above our own, which leads us to self-sacrifice, which leads us to self-sabotage. And so again, it's like, I think so many people can relate. And even though this sounds, it sounds so simple, right? It sounds so simple of like, well, why would I do that? But I think a lot of us get in those patterns. I know I lived in that pattern for many, many years, you know, and I remember consciously being like, this doesn't make sense, but I just couldn't get out of it. And it's because we have to do the work of, you know, the subconscious work, like the, the root cause of it. I think so. I think it was actually a really, uh, a big thing to keep trying to, or keep coming back to like the why of why do you want to work out? And really I started it like wanting to work out just to get skinnier. I don't want to be skinny, but you know, in shape. Um, but you said, I kept making it about the physical and not about the, like the internal reasons. So when I just kept coming back to that, it did help me not beat myself up too. When I had a bad day, like one day I'd, I'd go to the gym and I'm just like, I'm so tired. I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm not, how am I going to get to my goal weight if I don't push through this workout really hard, you know? And it's like, well, I'm tired. So it's like, just go home and go to sleep. You know, it's just about really taking care of yourself too. And coming from the inside, like the things you actually need versus just what you want to look like, I think is a big deal. And for me, um, when you were talking about, you know, find something that you really enjoy, um, 
Okay. And then we had to do a 15 minute walk a day. I'm going to get real. When it's cold outside, I didn't walk. <laughs> I don't like being cold. I just won't do it. I just know me. I won't do it. But I just said, okay, well, at least go to the gym. And I hate cardio. I absolutely hate everything about cardio. I don't want to do it at all. And when I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym, even if I'm tired, even if I don't, you know, it's, I don't want to, um, I just won't do cardio. I'll do everything else that I like. And after doing that for a couple of weeks and just making it my choice to not do cardio, to not go all balls to the walls. Um, I actually walked in the gym one day and they said, maybe I'll try some cardio today. Cause I haven't done any. And I did it cause it was my choice. I didn't, it's not something I pushed on myself and that's something I would have normally done as well. So, Oh my gosh. And that is so huge. You guys like, and the other part of this too, is that, so it's really learning how to listen to your body, which is what you were doing, right? You were learning how to listen and honor your body. And the more that you're able to do that, yes, you, that's where the consistency comes in. It's, it's the pleasure piece, right? Yeah. Like we're human beings. We're not going to keep doing things over and over again that we just hate. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. that's why it's always like, going to be hard. Work. This is not, yeah. work. I don't like doing it. So I, I was like, well, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. And it's like giving yourself permission. Like there was almost that. And that's again, where I think a lot of times in the fitness space, we hear like, I have to be doing cardio three days a week and weightlifting two days a week and stretching three days a week. And like, we all, it's like so overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And then of course, overwhelming. yeah. So and then I would just get burned out. I would try to do it all. And I'm like, I can't do this. I got, I got to exactly. And then I just wouldn't go back for like a month. <laughs> exactly. Right. That leads to the start stop. And it kind of goes back to that expectation of ourselves too. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, well I should love this. Right. Like before I had uh, my daily walking practice. And for those of you who are new to our community, I walk seven days a week, 30 minutes a day, rain or shine, no matter the weather. And Good for you, <laughs> <laughs> well, it took, it took time. Like it wasn't like it just kind of happened. But when I first started walking, I remember that like guilty voice in my head of like, well, I should be running because oh, I should yeah. run to burn calories. Like walking isn't really a workout. Right. And so a lot of the work that we do in this program is really kind of, um, reimagining our relationship with fitness. So that way we have, we can create a pleasurable and consistent movement practice. And it doesn't have to be walking. You know, for me, I love to walk every day. It doesn't have to be like, I know you share that you love lifting weights. Like when you lift weights, it's fun for you. Like you feel strong, you love it. Right. So it's not about like being a, you know, a walker like me, but it's about reimagining your relationship. And I love that you shared about the cardio piece, because I remember you being like, you kind of came in kind of feeling like, I hate working out, you know, and that's because for you, it was like a punishment, right? It was like, you were kind of punishing your body of like, I have to do this. So I can yeah, I was making myself do all the things I didn't really enjoy doing at all. And it's kind of funny because now sometimes I look forward to cardio. Which is I love that. Can we, can we just pause there and celebrate that you went from what? a person who's like, I hate cardio. And what you said earlier, I want to highlight, you said, because it's a choice. Yeah. It's my choice. It's not something I'm like, you need to do this. Yeah. I should do this. If you don't do it, you, you're not doing it. You're not having a good day. You suck at this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I think that is a huge piece. So I want to talk about the food piece a little bit. I know that the, so, you know, in the program, we kind of lay a foundation for intuitive eating and it is a practice and it takes time and it's not like a switch that gets flipped in its instant. But I yeah. know that you had some really big takeaways or, you know, like aha moments in your relationship with food. So can you share with, with everyone about that? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I think we kind of all know that when somebody tells you, no, you want it more, but it, you know, there's actually the scarcity scarcity mindset or something. Um, it's, I guess I don't really ever tell myself like I can't have certain foods at all, 
but I know that uh, there's certain foods that I'm, I won't buy, you know, like tortilla chips, like, nope, can't buy those because I just feel like I lack control over those. Um, but, but now I realize that if you don't have them around when you, you know, when they are around, you go crazy. So now I have tortilla chips in my house so that if I want five tortilla chips, I can eat five tortilla chips. Um, I've just learned like, don't completely limit yourself because it will make you go crazy whether you think it will or not. Um, especially if you're trying to go to the gym and do, you know, be perfect and do everything the way I was doing. It's like too many things all at once. Um, yeah. And, and so really what Janelle's speaking to is this idea of when we have a forbidden food. So let's say like cookies are your forbidden food. And you're like, I have to control my cookie intake. I can only have one per day. You know, we kind of like have this be our forbidden food or like when you're on a diet and this food is forbidden, what ends up happening is there is a restriction, right? There's a restriction of, I can't have that. And it's just human nature that what it's like, you can think of it as like a rebellious teenager. It's like, if, if you tell the rebellious teenager, like you cannot go hang out with that boy, that boy is so bad for you. Like, do not go see him. Do not ever talk to him. Do not text him. What are you going to do? You're going to text him. You're going to sneak out. You're going to go hang out with him. Right. And so food is basically the same way. Like if we have this forbidden food and we, so one, one of the things we talk about is, is really coming away from this idea that this food is bad for me and this food is good for me and adding moral virtues to our food. And when all food has like a neutral energy, because food is just food, whether it's a cookie or a salad, it's just food, right? But our culture ties all these moral virtues onto our food. So part, there's a lot of, there's a lot around the food piece, but what Janelle is talking about is this idea of by allowing, by truly giving herself full permission to eat something, because it's always available to her and she knows I can always get that if I want, it actually does become less desirable over time. And you won't be binging on it because the reason why we binge is there's the restriction, the restriction, which leads to deprivation, which leads ultimately to us binging or eating past fullness. Right. And this is just like a biological, this is how our biology is wired to keep us safe, to make sure that we don't starve. Our bodies don't know that we're intentionally limiting certain things. So our cells are actually like, I'm being exposed to a famine right now. (laughs) You know, if you're like cutting back your carbs or something, your body doesn't know what the heck you're doing. And it's going to do everything it can to keep you safe. So you're going to start thinking about carbs more. You're going to start craving carbs more, right? So what Janelle was sharing about the chips is kind of this idea of like before she was like, I can never have chips. And then when she did have chips, she would be like, oh, chips. But what I'm hearing you say, Janelle, is you're like, okay, with that particular food, you're like, I can have it. And it's okay because it's a sense that it's always available and it's not going to be taken away. You guys, that's the thing is when the food, when there's that fear of like the food's going to be taken away from us, of course, we're like, I'm going to, you know, get after this food. Right. Yeah. I actually, um, when I was growing up, we almost never had junk food in the house. I never had like any of my little kid snacks or anything. Uh, my dad would keep Coca-Cola and Lay's potato chips around. And if I ate any of them, he would say who ate my chips. So I think that there might be some sort of something with that going on now, when I go to my one friend's house who always has junk food, I just go nuts at her house. Cause like, I it's like, holy shit, I've never had junk food before. Um, and I don't buy it. So now I make a point, which sounds weird, but I make a point when I'm at the store, I buy some junk food. Yes. So I mean, yes. I, okay, had- what you're describing is food freedom to me. That's food freedom. It's just like, yeah. it's not a big freaking deal. It becomes a big deal when we make it this big off limits thing. Yeah. Right. And it's funny. I've, I've had like, a bag of gummy watermelon rings and a bunch of other candy. I really like in the cupboard 
probably for a month now. And I've only gotten into the cupboard like a couple times for one or two. How awesome is that? Okay. (laughs) That is so awesome. I have the same experience this week of um, a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago, we had like a birthday party for a family member and there was some leftover cake in the fridge and I ended up throwing it away because no one ever ate it because it's just there. It's just, I could, yeah, I could eat it if I want it. I don't, yeah. I don't really want that, you know? So there's a lot of power in just giving us full permission. So, wow, that is so exciting. I love it. I love it. All right. So if you could kind of summarize, you know, if, if someone is feeling like they're, kind of in a place of their inner critic is really loud They're Maybe they've struggled with the start stop fitness routine. Maybe they've been on the dieting roller coaster and they're really feeling at war with their bodies. You know, what, what do you want to share with them? And would you recommend that they come into this program that they work with me as a coach? Like, I'd love for you to share that with, with our listeners. Um, I, I definitely, I mean, I would definitely recommend this program because I mean, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty rebellious person and I, <laughs> I've definitely learned things from this program and had some really good takeaways that, um, I mean, I just knew that we were going to be digging a little bit deeper or a lot deeper than any type of diet you could go on. Um, it's, it's not about the food. It's not about this and that, it's, you know, or your fitness routine. It's about really what's going on in you and your success is determined by what's happening with you. And so that's, that's basically what, I think this program, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to come out hundred percent confident or hundred percent perfect or skinny or anything, but it's like, it helps give you the tools to, uh, to figure out what your, you know, what you're getting, uh, tripped up on really. Um, because everybody's things that they're tripping up on are different. And that's why, what I really liked about the group calls is that other people would mention the struggles that they've had that I had all those struggles too. Well, not most of them, but, um, but maybe there are things that I didn't even think about or things that I didn't even realize that I was thinking about too. So hearing other people's struggles too really helped because to really learn, you have to get outside your own box and you know, you're struggling with a lot of people are struggling with a lot of same things and you really have no idea. So absolutely. There's, there's definitely a part of the community feeling of like, I'm not alone in this. I'm not alone in my struggle. Mm -hmm. And doing the inner work of like excavating, you know, in this program, we are not interested in like putting a bandaid on something, which usually a diet hundred percent of the time is just like a bandaid, right? It's just like, I just want to do this and they're not sustainable and they're not, they actually are really unhealthy. And that's, that's a whole nother talk. But, um, but what Janelle is talking about is just that inner work of like, where, where do these thoughts even come from? Right? Like, you know, I know at one point, you know, we, like we dive into like family work, we dive into our relationships with our mothers, right? Like all Mm -hmm. of the different ties of the reason why we are kind of programmed the way that we are and getting really curious about that from a place of, you know, non-judgment, right? And when we can identify those triggers, right? And we can identify the inner critic or we can identify the old patterns and programming that is not serving us, then that's when we can actually heal it. And that's when we can shift it, right? And so Janelle, I'm just, I, I know sometimes you don't give yourself enough credit and I want to be a mirror and a reflector to you today that I have witnessed you grow and expand in this program. And it's been internally guys, not externally, right? (laughs) You expand. Well, you can just expand like this, Um, but yes, no, truly. Like, I mean, just, just all of the things that you shared with us today, they, I, I hope that you will like really see that and feel that in yourself too. And 
Thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I know that at least one human on this planet is, is listening and hearing it and knowing that they're not alone. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. Join our free community of brave soul sisters who are crushing it on their journey to body love and food freedom by going to confidentfemininebodygroup.com. That's confidentfemininebodygroup.com. And be sure to download my free gift while you're there. I'd also love to hang out with you on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Elizabeth Marbury. I am sending you so much love today and always. See you next time.